And we're at the STEP <laughs> conference doing uh, the STEP uh, special edition uh, at B2B Marketing, the change officer and what's the studio. Pop up here, we're having Martin. And Martin, would you introduce yourself, please? Sure, thanks, uh, Laura. I'm, my name's Martin. I'm uh, currently working with a company called Tap Payments. I'm their group head of marketing. I've been in the region for about five years. And prior to that, I was working in Europe um, in the area of payments also with a company called Global Payments. And prior to that, I worked in digital banking and online banking. So I've kind of had a lot of experience between different areas of, say, very early stage startups, um, kind of growing SMBs and into uh, like very large enterprises as well. So that's great. So, but we're going to talk marketing today. Do you mm -hmm. do you mind? Sure. I, I understand that you you've got like a broader profile for sure. Mm -hmm. But we're going to talk marketing just because I find this topic is uh, let's say. It's not spoken enough uh, from the insights perspective of what's really happening uh, within startups and uh, how do startups need to adopt marketing? What are, they, what are the issues that they're having on a daily basis? And uh, so my question to you would be probably, like what, what do you see as the main issue with the startups and marketing? Is it not enough budget or is it too much budget and I don't know what to do with this. What do you see? It's a very broad question because it really depends on, say, the startup or what stage the startup is at. You can have some startups that like, um, have raised seed funding and they're trying to figure out how to invest it to grow the business. You could have other startups who are pre-seed and they're trying to figure out, okay, how do we find our first customers? I think the main challenge that goes across all startups is really kind of dialing it back to understand who is their market? Who are they trying to reach? Who are they trying to what, what gap in the market are they trying to fill? And sometimes um, a lot of founders can get distracted with creating the best solution, um, not really then go out to speak to the customers to figure out has the solution met the expectations of the market. Um, and I think the best time to often really engage marketing is after you have got like that stage of product market fit, where you've got like a minimum viable product, you've tested it out with the, say the, the customers that you think are, this product is for, you've taken their feedback, and then at that stage, you can really look at, okay, well, how now do I take this product out to market? Yeah, that's definitely the validation stage, right? Yes. So, yeah. so when you, you've got an idea of a product in mind, or you probably already have sort of, you know, uh, like you've started building, probably trying to do with the developers, because mm. a lot of founders are coming either from the technology or they've mm. got somebody who can start building right away. So yes, so the validation stage, or let's say the product market fit or the research stage, how would you recommend go through that stage? And from, from your experience, from your perspective, what are the possibilities for startups depending definitely on the budget that they have? So what would you recommend them to do to research it properly? You see, the challenge with startups is they don't have the budgets that the big companies have to go out and do real research. But what they can do is okay, define who they think their market, their customer is identify even with their friends, speak to like say 20 of your friends, uh, go through the idea. But often where people go wrong in this validation stage is that they ask their friends, would they like this idea? Their friends will always say, yes, that's a great idea. But are they willing to spend money on the idea is often the, the next stage yeah. and it doesn't always get them the right feedback. The questions that you ask your friends or the people or the customers you're speaking to is really important. Because a lot of the questions are, I would say, need to be kind of discovery and not leading. If you go with a leading question, your friend or the customers are very likely to give you the answer that you're looking to hear. So all you're getting back is what you already know already. What you really want to do is tease out, do they really, is there really a need for this idea and are they willing to uh, part with money 
for the service or yeah, products. Yeah, exactly. Are they ready to pay for it? Yes. Uh, and I, I know there are multiple different um, methodologies or methods on how you can ask the right questions mm-hmm. at the validation stage. Uh, yeah. So, so the two, I mean, it's a mixture of kind of where to go into qualitative routes uh, or like say quantitative where you get lots of data. There's lots of online services now where people can gather like say surveys, do some early stage like, like say questionnaires, send them out to like the, your, the type of segment you're looking to target, get that feedback, see what the insights are, then go and validate that in person with actual customers uh, in person and see if, it, if the two things kind of match. Um, but I think from my own perspective, it's like I can really empathize with startups because um, I kind of went into marketing from trying to build my own startup. So I had to kind of learn marketing from the ground up, but I had no idea what marketing was. And I probably did all the mistakes that every founder goes through. You create the product, you're ready to go to market, uh, you create the website, you're about to run the ads, but you forgot to really check, is there anybody looking to buy this product? Is there really a market for it? Um, and I think the biggest lesson I had was that don't invest a lot of money in building the product up front. Create a, a really low-scale, minimum viable product. Test it and validate it as quick as possible. With a, I think, like a lot of people say, uh, fail fast. That I would recommend that. Fail fast before you invest a lot of money. Um, and just be iterative then. Just keep going back to the same market. Have you got a product? Are they interested in it? Are they willing to park money for it? And once you get to that stage where you feel like, now I've got something that looks like that it's got a good product market fit, then what you can do is say, from a digital marketing perspective, is maybe create some test landing pages, create some test ads, go out, run the ads to the different landing pages, see what type of messaging is working before you get, you spend too much. So it's really like, I would say very much a test and learn and keep repeating that cycle before you overinvest your money. Because the last thing you want to do is to invest all your money in the, the one direction and discover that there is no market for this products and you haven't got the money then to re, say, to pivot to a new idea. No, that's amazing, and that's very practical. Uh, so I really like the message that you you were trying to sort of highlight here: just do a proper research, mm. validate your product, mm. do the minimum marketing needed yes. for validation, which means landing page. You could even go copy. a step further, as in like um, I've seen startups, and it's very effective. Is um, don't is to create a I would call it like a coming soon page, right? create your product like idea present it you don't build anything run some test ads on say google adwords for this product see are people willing to sign up to the waiting list right that's your first step are people even interested in this product Mm -hmm. then go and build the product maybe yeah so you can kind of have a lot of fun just testing out different like product ideas product propositions you can um and, and the research you can do as well is you can go onto sites like say amazon and, and set what are the trending products? What are the best sellers? What's moving? So it really depends on the type of startup. Is it a tech startup? Is it an e-commerce player? Is it like, because every startup has a hundred different problems that they yeah, need to solve. Definitely. And, uh, but the approach, like you said, is like, it's really like, you know, how can I validate that there's a market for this product with spending, uh, without investing as little as possible to validate that. And, um, and only really bring in your money and your proper marketing teams and structures once you know that there is a market and you can scale it. Do you find that uh, this is, uh, it's very typical for this region that startups turn to sort of omit the stage of uh, a proper research? And why do you think it happens? I I think it's it's common to every region. I think I've worked with startups in in America, UK, here. Uh, Founders are very passionate about their ideas. And they sometimes are so passionate that they can't see beyond the idea. And they sometimes need somebody else. It's good to have, a, I think, a co-founder 
from a different skill set and a different, say, background to challenge the ideas. Um, and I, I think it's 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 not symptomatic of the region. It's it's more like a a, a I think a founder blindness. I call it sometimes because they're so passionate they can't see beyond what they're developing. Um, they're and founders are visionaries as well. Yeah. Because sometimes you ha they're seeing something in the market that the market doesn't know it needs yet even. Yeah. Uh, but that's a very hard thing too. Very few startups c can be that visionary. Um, you really, I think for the vast majority of startups, you need to kind of follow a process where you're constantly validating, iterating, and like speaking to customers before you invest heavy funds. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, okay, so uh, if you're a very early startup and uh, you do not have a lot of budget, or if you're, uh, if you're a passionate founder, mm. make sure you find a great uh, different skill set, co-founder, challenge your ideas, validate, mm. research, research, come, come back, fail fast, yep. and then uh, try to build something that audience really wants. So imagine the startup has gone through that stage and they probably fundraise in the first round, whatever. Mm -hmm. So they, they, they're really doing pretty well. So they know that their product is, is going to grow. There's an audience for that. So in your view, when do they need to think about a proper marketing strategy? And uh, let's talk uh, about how you, you, you've seen marketing is mm -hmm. mis misunderstood and what do you think it is and how it should be understood in the right way. Well, is there a right way? Yeah, well, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's marketing is often very misunderstood, yes. right? And it's often um, it's a victim of its own. Marketing is often a victim of how it's how it's presented. Yeah. Um, I think um, if you're talking about a company who's like gone past uh, the minimum viable product stage, they found a market. Yeah. The next stage I would recommend is before they build a big team is bring in a strong generalist that has experience across all the different marketing areas, such as PR, content, yeah. digital, um, events, whatever, depending what sector they're in, if it's B2C or B2B, um, and support them with agencies and outsource partners. Yeah. Um, that you are more flexible, that you can turn on and scale up. And as you see the business growing then, what becomes strategic, you bring that in-house. So for example, if performance marketing is something that's really important to the startup in terms of user acquisition on a SaaS product, you really want to have your a strong uh, performance marketer in-house. Yeah. Um, you need someone good on data in-house then, someone strong on analytics, um, someone that can bring together all, the, say, the, um, the, 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 say, the storytelling across the different channels that is consistent from a brand perspective. But it, I think you start off first of all like having a strong generalist. Yeah. Then you support them with the specialist agencies. Yeah. And then as the company, as you kind of grow and evolve, you start bringing in-house specialist skills. So not so dependent on the agencies and the agencies become more a tool for scaling or, and for new ideas. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense to actually uh, uh, to start with somebody who can uh, be an individual contributor yep. in many areas, but more of a coordinator and manager. It's more like a project manager. Yeah. That, like, you, a marketer that knows what good looks like, Yeah. knows like where the company needs to be, can put together the right outsource partners to support the, the execution needs. And the benefit of that is that the flexibility that you don't have, you're not tied to in-house resources, you, you can pivot between agencies if one agency is not working, so you have a lot of flexibility, you can stay agile. Um, and like I said, once you start to mature then, you can then start deciding, well, what's strategic to your business in terms of skill set and bring it in-house. 
No, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I understand you as a company, you are supporting a lot of uh, startups with a piece of advice, right? Yeah. So what are the core pieces of advice you're giving them? Uh, let's say not necessarily on marketing, but on the growth in general. Uh, so what are those, uh, 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 you know, core pieces of advice that you think each startup has to take into consideration? It's, it's, a, it's a very good question. Um, and I think, you know, there's a lot of different answers I could give to this. But one of the ones I always kind of go back to is like, from day one, really focus in on how you capture your data. Uh, your, how you, so you can start building profiles of your customers from day one. Mm -hmm. And you can start analyzing that data to help you understand who are your customers, what are their segments. Um, because that's if you get this say data right at the start and you get the right structures in place, you, 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 it solves a lot of problems in the future. Right. Because um, often what happens is businesses grow very fast. They realize they haven't put a CRM structure in place. They haven't put a tracking data in place. They don't have the analytics. So they're, they're missing the data that they need then to scale to the next level. Yeah. Um, and I think I always say, get the basics right at the start. Make sure you have all your tracking in place, all your channels optimized. You have central, you're able to like kind of control your data, like whether it's a data lake or a, or a customer data platform. Um, and you get these things right at the start. You will be in a very good position at later stages when you start to grow. Amazing. And how about, let's say, uh, Tim Gross hiring operational uh, yeah. advisors? Well, so one, other, one other thing that I would say that that's kind of like on the data side, but I would always say that your brand is number one. And people often confuse brand and marketing. Yeah. Um, really defining your brand is really the most important thing as a startup. Um, and I would say, like, sometimes I try to explain what's between brand and marketing. It would be like, say, I say brand is your savings account and marketing is your current account. Mm -hmm. So you want to build a very strong savings account, a very strong brand with a lot of like, uh, say, trust in it, a lot of core values that everything is guiding the, all the different departments in the business. And your marketing is like your messaging today, your campaigns today, your promotional offers, your current account that can come and go. Yeah. But your brand needs to be building long term. And that then goes to your next question. It informs who you're going to hire, how you're going to help the different departments get structured and aligned. Because the biggest challenge often in a startup is communication and processes. There's no process. There's no way of communicating. Everyone's running around the place. But if you have a couple of core values to the business that are your guiding light, they become your way of making decisions. They become like a filter for decisions. Um, I remember a business I worked in. Um, it was a, when I was in, a, say, a startup online bank. One of the ways we said we would differentiate ourselves is by being, um, let's say, um, ultra honest, ultra direct. Right. So, uh, whereas we felt there was a lot of jargon in banks and they weren't always uh, giving customers the right information, we said we go to another extreme. We'd be ultra uh, direct and honest. Okay. Um, and that was a positioning then that fed through to all our different departments. So, our customer care team would put their hands up if we messed up. Right. So, if we made a mistake, we put our hands up saying, okay, we made a mistake. We wanted to be transparent. We're going to, exactly, transparency, honesty, and empowering. Right. But those values then were useful to really help other people in other departments understand what's important to the business and how to make decisions when they are in a situation that they need to decide for themselves what's the best thing for the customer. That's interesting. And uh, I mean, it's interesting that you raised the, uh, 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 like a, a topic of a brand as well, because it definitely goes hand in hand, not, not, on, not only in market, uh, with marketing, but also with with business growth as such. And when do you think startups should, think, should start thinking about branding? From day one. From day one. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's central to everything. Um, the brand is like, uh, like I said, it's 
not some people think the brand is just the visual expression like your logo your identity yeah. your, your color schemes your website but your brand is really what's your promise to the customers what are the promises you're making and you're going to stick to no matter what and those are the promises that you need to be able to communicate then through everything and it takes years to build a brand Oh, for sure. No, yeah, yeah. that's definitely uh, building a brand. Uh, I think it's even sort of uh, it's it's an ongoing thing. It's more difficult to communicate to communicate that right to the uh, uh, let's say uh, if you're a branding person, yes. uh, say to your, let's say founders, right? Yeah. Uh, how do you explain what brand is to a founder, right? It's yeah. it's a mission. It's a core value. And then yeah. what it, did it like works with, from the say when you come up with your marketing campaigns, you have to make sure that they're on brands. You know, that you're not like going out with messaging or offers that are like great for capturing customers today, but in the long term, it could damage your brand or brand health. And you have to really balance that short term gain with long term gains. Um, and I think that's where some startups or some businesses go too focused on the short term and miss the bigger picture in the long term. Yeah, that's uh, that's very, very interesting. So and um, I would like to I mean, I really enjoy this conversation because I think it's very straight to the point and there are a lot of valuable uh, uh, sort of quick but uh, to the point pieces of advice for those who start their businesses or those who are ready to scale up. Uh, so uh, to wrap it up. Uh, so first of all, how did you enjoy the step conference? Did you find anything useful for yourself? How was the networking? Uh, uh, Steps one of my favorite uh, conferences. It's Why like, is that? It's, it's a lot of fun. It's I love the venue. It's like um, I love the fact that it's kind of like a hybrid of being indoor and outdoor. Um, it's always like a cool people around. Some really new startups. We were chatting last night, going that every time I come up with an idea and I come to somewhere like Step, I realize there's another two hundred startups that have better <laughs> ideas. Um, so that's so, fun. <laughs> yeah, so it's a really cool conference. Um, and, and I love chatting that's just these conversations about ideas around yeah. brands, around marketing, around how startups can grow. Yeah. Um, like there's no one formula for everyone. It's, it's always different and there's like always new ways and new trends appearing. Um, and if I like to pick out, say, three things of advice, I think as you were saying, I would say yeah. um, focus on your brand. Make sure your brand is very well differentiated from a brand assets yeah. perspective. And try to make sure that you don't invest too much money before you've tested and validated that there is a market for your product. Yeah, I think you nailed yeah. it. Yeah, thank you so much. That was a brilliant, brilliant Thanks, uh, yeah. short chat. And I, I hope we can continue it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Thank cool. you so much.